There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Well, this is our Thursday edition of the podcast. We certainly are thankful each of you that are listening. Uh, we thank the Lord for Brother Cliff Parks. The message he brought on bitterness is something the Lord had laid on me early in this week. We've been quite busy. We've been traveling. Also, I'm still having some trouble with my throat, my voice. And so I felt the Lord would have us do Brother Parks' message on bitterness and put that out for the podcast. We've had some good feedback. Folks have commented on that. Folks have reached out and told us it was a help to him. How we thank God for that man of God. Would you pray for us this coming Sunday? Uh, we'll be at the Concord Baptist Church in Lexington, South Carolina. That's Pastor Frank Townsend, the folks there. And then we'll be heading home from there towards the house. And then, Lord willing, the following Sunday, the 18th, we'll be at the Mont Alto Bible Baptist Church. And they'll be there on Sunday morning. They're going to rent the fire hall in Waynesboro. They do that when they're expecting a few more people than they normally have. And so pray they get a few more people than they normally have. And that God would help uh, send folks in. And I pray for the services there. Pray for us as we travel. I do ask and pray. Thank all of you that listen via homeschool, via chapel services. I pray this is a help and a blessing. Brother Zach Vernon is with me today. And I ask Brother Zach to preach a message for us. So Brother Zach is going to preach what the Lord has laid on his heart. Brother Zach, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thank you for having me, Brother McVeigh. I want to read out of the book of Luke, chapter 6. Luke, chapter 6 and verse 20. The Bible says, and he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said, Blessed be ye poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are ye that hunger now, for ye shall be filled. Blessed are ye that weep now, for ye shall laugh. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you, and when they shall separate you from their company and shall reproach you and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice ye in that day and leap for joy. For behold, your reward is great in heaven. For in the like manner did their fathers unto the prophets. But woe unto you that are rich, for ye, ye have received your consolation. Woe unto you that are full, for ye shall hunger. Woe unto you that laugh now, for ye shall mourn and weep. Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you. For so did their fathers to the prophets, uh, false prophets. But I say unto you, which hear, Love your enemies, do good to them which hate you, bless them that curse you, and pray for them which despitefully use you. And unto him that smiteth thee on the one cheek, offer also the other. And him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take thy coat also. Give to every man that asketh of thee. And if him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. And as you would that men should do to you, do you also uh, to them likewise. For if you love them, which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. And if you do good to them, which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. And if you lend to them of whom you hope to receive, what thank have ye? For sinners 
also lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love ye your enemies, and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful." And that's all that I'm going to read out of that text. And I want to turn to a couple other passages of Scripture out of the book of Proverbs. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 22, the Bible says, Say not thou, I will recompense evil, but wait on the Lord and he shall save thee. One of the things that many people and Christians get caught up in is whenever people do us wrong, we have the attitude that we feel the need, that we need to take vengeance into our own hands. But the Bible said, Say not thou, I will recompense evil, but wait on the Lord, and he shall save thee. That's a promise that's given to us of the Lord, that when men do us evil, God will recompense that evil to them, and God will take care of us. Not only that, the book of Proverbs chapter 24, and in verse 17 The Bible said, Rejoice not when thy enemy falleth, and let not thine heart be glad when he stumbleth, lest the Lord see it, and it displease him, and he turn away his wrath from him. Fret not thyself because of evil men, neither be thou envious at the wicked. Ladies and gentlemen, there's often times whenever we see people that have done us wrong, that have fallen into some kind of sin, or their lives have messed up, The Bible tells us here in this passage of Scripture that we should not rejoice when our enemy falleth. And ladies and gentlemen, we should not be glad in our heart when our enemy stumbleth. And that's oftentimes things that we let into our heart, even as Christians, whenever you try to walk with God and people do you wrong and people break your heart, that oftentimes we want to take matters into our own hands and letting God, instead of letting God take it into his hands. God is the Lord of all the earth, and the Bible said, will the Lord of all the earth not do right? And I believe that the Lord of all the earth, the King of glory, will do that which is right. I do not believe that us as Christians have to take matters in our own hands. I don't believe that we have to recompense evil for evil, but I believe that God is a just God, and he takes care of the saints of God. There are many men in the Bible that we could look to and we could see as an example. One of those men is David. Whenever David was anointed as the king of Israel, he was thought of, I believe, as one of the least of all of his brothers, a a shepherd out in the field. And when the prophet of God, Samuel, came down to his house, to his father's house, and said, the king of Israel is here, I'm here to anoint him. His father gathered all the brothers except for him. And Samuel said, "That is there not another son? And he said, yes, there's one in the field, and his name is David. And he brought David in there, and God anointed him as king. That same David went out in the valley one day, and he slew that Goliath that had defied the armies of Israel and the God of Israel. And whenever he slew that Goliath, the women and the men danced in the streets and sung that uh, Saul killed his thousands, but David has killed his ten thousands. Then oftentimes there was instances whenever David would be playing the harp for Saul to please him when Saul would be become so filled with envy and jealousy and anger that he would lift up a javelin and throw it at David and David would leave and not recompense evil to Saul, but would come back 
and forgive him and treat him as if it never even happened. Then there was times whenever Saul set out to hunt David down and kill him, that David found Saul sleeping in a cave one day, and he took and cut a piece of his garment. The Bible tells us that the Lord had delivered Saul into David's hands and allowed David to do whatever he would with Saul. But whenever David cut that piece of his garment off just to let Saul know that I could have done something, the Bible said that it smote David's heart that he had even done it. And it broke David's heart. Why? Because the Bible, the Bible tells us that he was a meek man. He was a man that didn't take matters into his own hands, but he gave place to the Lord to allow vengeance to be the Lord's. Not only did he do it to Saul, but he did that to his son, Absalom. Absalom had uh, went behind his own father's back, David, and tried to take the kingdom of Israel. And when he had done that, it is as if David would have allowed his son to do that very thing and take uh, the very kingdom of Israel. But Absalom, as he did that, his father David was merciful and kind to him and let God take matters into his own hands instead of taking it into his own and killing his own son. The Bible said, cursed is everyone that curseth his father and mother. The Bible said, he that curseth, he that hangeth upon a tree is cursed. And Absalom hung upon the tree for cursing his own father and setting light by his own father. And yet David let the Lord take those matters into his own hands. And the Bible tells us and teaches us that it's all always right to do good, and it's never right to do evil. It's always right to do that which is pleasing in the uh, sight of God. Jesus, in this passage of Scripture in the book of Luke, teaches us how to handle our enemies, how to deal with our enemy, enemies, and I'm going to try to go over them very briefly. And whenever you read the passage that I read in the book of Luke, he's dealing with the matter of how to treat our enemies, how to treat people that have done us wrong as Christians. And if you're ever going to serve God, if you're ever going to live for God, you are going to have people in your life that do rise up against you and do hate you for righteousness sake. You will have family members that turn their backs upon you. You will have friends that turn their backs upon you for righteousness sake. The Bible tells us that we ought to be in the fellowship of his suffering. Jesus Christ knew exactly what it was like to have his friends betray him. He knew what it was like to have family to betray him. He knew what it was like to have everybody turn their back upon him. And ladies and gentlemen, Jesus knows how to handle his enemies. And he told us here in this passage of scripture that we ought to love our enemies. He said, love your enemies, do good to them that hate you. Whenever people hate you, you ought to deny yourself, deny even your own thoughts, your own desires, and he said, do good to them that hate you. And whenever people do us wrong, we ought to do good to them. Not only that, he said, bless them that curse you. So instead of wishing evil upon people, instead of wanting evil to happen to people, we should desire that good things happen to those people. God is the same way. The Bible tells us that God is not slack concerning his promise, as some encounter slackness, but is long-suffering toward usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The Bible tells us in the book of Ezekiel that God is not pleased with the death of the wicked. And yet sometimes, as I read in the book of Proverbs, 
Proverbs. There are times in our hearts when we would want to rejoice when our enemy falls. There's times when we look for people that do us wrong to trip and fall into sin and trip and fall and their lives be destroyed. When Jesus teaches us against these things, he said, bless them that curse you. We ought to want good things to happen in their lives. We ought, we should desire as Christians for them to be saved. We should desire as Christians for them to walk with God and for them to turn from their evil ways and for them to turn from their evil deeds instead of desiring evil to come upon them, just as God is not pleased with the death of the wicked. God would have every man to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. The book of Luke chapter 9 verse 51 tells us this, and it came to pass uh, when the time was come that he should be received up. He steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face. And they went and entered into the village of the Samaritans and to make ready for him. And they did not receive him because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John saw this, they said, Lord, wilt thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, even as Elias did? So James and John, the disciples of Jesus Christ, were praying, said, should we not pray, rather, should we not pray to God that God would send fire and burn these Samaritans up because they have not received us? And Jesus, the Bible said, here's what Jesus did. He said, but he turned and rebuked them, and he said, you know not what manner of spirit Ye are of, for the Son of Man has not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. But the disciples, they had it in their mind that it would be better off if the Samaritans were wiped off upon the uh, from the face of the earth. But Jesus would have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. The Bible said, bless them which curse you. Not only that, he said, pray for them that despitefully use you. You know, it's awfully hard as an individual, as a person to sit around and look for evil to come upon people and desire that to happen when you pray for those people every day. It's awfully hard for your heart to be filled with hate and for you to desire bad news to happen to people if you have sit and you've spent adequate time in prayer for those people and desiring that they turn away from their sin, desiring that they turn to God, it's awfully hard to enjoy bad news about people that you've sit and prayed for and been burdened over and long to see the day that they would come to the truth. He said, pray for them that despitefully use you. Not only that, he said, if men hit you, you ought to turn the other cheek. That goes to show us that whenever men do us wrong, we should be more willing to let them do us wrong again rather than for us to retaliate and to do them wrong. The Bible said, recompense evil to no man. Not only that, but we he said that if a man takes us to court and takes away our coat, that we ought to give our cloak away also. That means that whenever there are misunderstandings, I believe that we ought to go the extra mile as Christians to try to make wrongs right with people and try to make amends with people. The Bible tells us that we ought to live peaceably with all men. And not only that, he said, if any man ask of thee, and I believe that's talking about your enemies, if any man ask of thee that we ought to give to those people, we find that also in the book of Romans chapter 12. The Bible tells us in the book of Romans chapter 12, Romans 12, 
verse 1. The Bible says in Romans 12, 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. Then he goes on to say, uh, later on in that same chapter, in verse 14, he said that we ought to present our bodies to live in sacrifice. Then in verse 14, he said, bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not, rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceit, conceits. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide, provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in doing so, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Don't allow evil to cause you to be evil. Not only that, but we ought to treat our enemies as we would want to be treated. And if a man uh, takes away from us, who is our enemy, and he's done us wrong, We'd be better off being done wrong rather than grieving God with our own lives. We'd be better off in the sight of God if we would let ourselves be done wrong for Jesus' sake rather than taking matters into our own hands and grieving God. Not only that, he said that we ought to lend to our enemies, I believe, for nothing in return. And I believe that when we give to people, we ought to give for nothing in return. I believe that our gifts ought to be sincere and honest. And not only that, I believe that whenever we do give to people, no matter what it may be, we should do it for nothing in return and with those strings attached. But we ought to do those things sincerely and honestly. Psalms 15, the Bible says, Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle or who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor. Do you speak evil about your neighbor? Do you speak evil about people? The Bible said, who shall ascend into the tabernacle? Who shall dwell on the holy hill? He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor, and whose eyes a vile person is contemned. But he honoreth them that fear the Lord. He that sweareth to his own hurt and changeth not. He that putteth not out his money to usury, nor taketh reward against the innocent. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. I believe that whenever we give to the saints of God, we should give, as he just said, we shouldn't give our, lend our money out for usury. That is for something in return. And I don't believe that we should give our money out to our enemies for anything in return or to our, the brethren in return or to gain anything more from them. I believe that we ought to do it out of sincerity and in righteousness and in truth. A couple of scriptures in the Bible that I want to read. One is in the book of Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. The Bible says, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore as wise as serpents and harmless as doves. 
And there are people that we ought to have wisdom and understanding on how to deal with those people. But I believe that when we deal with people in this world, that we ought to be as harmless as doves. Doves have no defense mechanism. Doves have no way of attacking. Doves have no way of being aggressive. I believe that we ought to be just as Jesus said, be as wise as serpent and harmless as doves. Not only that, the book of Philippians 2, verse 15, the Bible said that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye should shine as lights in the world. That's why I said that we ought to be willing to be done wrong rather than to take matters into our own hands, that we may be blameless and harmless before the men of this world. Why? For Jesus's name and for Jesus's sake. He said, let your light so shine before men that they might see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. If we believe these passages in the scripture that God will take care of us and God will defend us and God will take vengeance out, that we ought to trust what the word of God says and believe it and trust that it's true. And I believe that God does take care of us. There's a lost soul who's tired of his sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.